0: Alright, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm
2: a little crab, short and stout. I'm David. Oh no, crabes.
0: Crabes. (laughs) And yes, today we are not committing war crimes, but we are watching (laughs) uh, Transformers Robots in Disguise. Uh, episode number 65, this is uh, Prisoner Principles, the 20th episode of Season 3. We only have like six episodes left after this.
2: That feels weird. Like, it, it makes sense that we're at that point, but where we are in the story doesn't feel like there's six episodes left.
0: Not exactly, no. It
2: feels like something is going to be rushed here.
1: We are slowly sauntering our way up to the finale.
2: Yes. Oh and and then we get to go back to her. Rescue bombs. fun and then whatever is Cyberverse after that.
0: Then I guess I guess there's always the Netflix shows.
2: No. We Ooh. did an episode of each. No.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough Ma- going. Maybe maybe in the future no. I liked when I was on the uh the little round table cast that Brian Kilby put together and he had to bring Ben Yee on so we would have to be nice.
0: Oh, was he involved with those? Yes. Oh.
1: Well, not involved with making them just because he's Ben Yee and he's you know, good vibes. Well,
2: nice, nice happy guy. Right. But like you
1: can't just you can't just be relentlessly negative around Ben Yee.
0: This is true. But, but what does Ben think about how sometimes appearances may be more than meets the eye?
1: We actually didn't do that one. Uh, we did the third series. Oh, okay. So appearances but he is the Beast Wars be guy, so, than- so that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Please
0: appearances- ignore any squeaking. Uh, once again, Benny has his nightly case of the Zoomies. He's <laughs> oh, a happy new toy.
1: Appearances literally cannot be more than meets the eye. They're the part that does the <laughs> eye meeting.
2: Yeah, it's eye. We did one episode of each of those. I don't really like...
1: Anyway.
2: We skipped over G1 because we wanted to start with Beast Wars, and then we've done every series since that is a full series and not like a well, we series.
0: Well, we really did like one episode of the original Robots in Disguise.
2: Oh, yeah. And,
0: and one per of the Unicron Trilogy. So okay. as far as everything that's produced and that's written in, the U- in North America, we've been doing that.
1: I mean, G1... Is fun. I am all aboard revisiting yes. it. But watching uh, the whole
2: show in one go, maybe not.
1: I do have, I'm pretty sure someone's already uploaded all of RID 2001 to YouTube, yeah. so that is available.
0: Right. I, um, I just feel like. Plus, I could
1: pull out my DVDs and watch them on one of my old CRT TVs <laughs> for a true, authentic experience.
0: <laughs> I, I also feel like there were like multiple other podcasts that watched all of
2: G1? Well, yes, yeah. there, there's, there's a
0: glut of that, too.
2: Also, well, but oh, they're not oh. us. I just remembered the rule that I came up previously with to explain this. We're watching only shows that were on TV. No streaming shit.
0: Okay.
1: I guess that's fair. Was oh, then- this on TV? I guess Cyberverse oh, was on was- Nickelodeon. Cyberverse was on TV. Yeah.
0: No, no. no. Cy- Cyberverse was on Cartoon yeah. Network. I think it was the last of the Cartoon Network shows. And then... <laughs> Earthspark was um,
2: is on Paramount+ Plus, but it, yes it's it Nickel- is staring the, on Nickelodeon. The only problem
0: with slowly, however, the only problem with that rule is one that Jen, I believe, will object to, which means that we can never do bot bots.
1: <gasps> but bot bots is so good.
0: But it wasn't on TV.
2: I know. No. I hate that. We might make an exception for that. We will make exceptions for the rules, so? but there is
1: a rule. So yes. good, such a good show. Why was it so good? Hey after
2: we're done with Rescue Bots and Rescue Bots Academy we can go to Bot bots.
0: Okay. I guess we'll do Rescue Bots Academy at the same time as Cyberverse. those might be some lean years but we'll we'll see how we do.
1: Hmm. I need to do a Bot bots rewatch. <laughs> I think it deserves it. I think it's time.
2: Anyway, this episode
0: <laughs> yes uh, so yeah this first aired September 30th, 2017 day after my birthday. Oh. Nice. I, I will not say how how old I was, as I do not care to think about it. So
1: old, <laughs> so old.
0: Uh, written by Zach Atkinson, frequent rescue bots, uh, cyberverse writer. This is his third episode, third and final episode of Robots in Disguise. Uh, hmm. Last scene in these parts, writing "Be cool." Huh. Okay. But the one that was with a Bumblebee one. tried to be hip and with it, like the kid, like the youth.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah. He tried. An attempt was made.
0: An attempt was indeed made. See, this one gets into some, uh, some kind of interesting territory for a kid's show.
2: Uh, yeah, well, it it sort of mentions some things that made me think more about them. Although the first thing it made me think about is AI art because of these chairs.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so we will...
1: I love the chairs. I hate the chairs.
0: Alright, right, so we open once, of course, uh, as per our current status quo, the Autobots are hiding out in caves like a bunch of mole people.
2: Living in a cave down by the river.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Russell and Denny have Grimlock digging out some relaxation alcoves, by which I mean holes, in the cave. (laughs) In
1: in the wall.
0: And in those, they're going to put some vintage six-fingered hand chairs.
1: I want a relaxation alcove. These chairs absolutely felt like something that the writer like came across one of at a flea market because it's extreme flea market vibes from from these chairs yeah because
2: like those hand chairs like you'd see in catalogs or photo shoots but never in real life they look uncomfortable as hell but these usually they're like white or red but these are like green statue of liberty colored
1: And they have six fingers. Six fingers.
2: And that's the first thing that jumped out to me, and then it's stuck in my head. It's like, no, no, no.
1: This is not an an art error. This is called out. And Denny points out that they are rare six-finger chairs. Yes. Well, yeah, because they were probably a mistake.
0: Yes.
2: Theoretically in the
0: universe. We we tried to program the AI to make these, and it didn't work. (laughs) Or alternately, we we thought in the future everybody was going to have six fingers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe they are otherwise extremely like mid century modern. Yeah. So they're they're very like like I said like something you find at a fle- in the corner at a flea market that used to be a barn, and it's the person absolutely wants like a hundred dollars for one.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking maybe they they were they were owned by like a uh, like some sort of hand themed supervillain and they were probably in his lair.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing.
2: Yeah. Uh, anyway, and and as they're digging and stuff and explaining why Grimlock has to dra- dig these relaxation pod holes in the wall, and he's wondering like what, what, do you have you have hands? Do you have any fists? And Grimlock, do not ask for a fist your size, please.
1: Grimlock wants a, a, a fist chair, which hmm. does not seem comfy, but okay. No. Okay, Grimlock. I mean, admittedly, a hand chair
2: probably isn't comfy for his dino mode either.
1: So speaking of Grimlock and his dino mode, Mm -hmm. I've noticed with this series, it's doing something that G1 also did, which is as the series progresses, Grimlock is in dino mode more and more and robot mode less and less. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He is in robot mode a bunch this time, which was like a few episodes ago I was wondering when was the last time we saw him in robot mode
1: Like did they forget he has a robot mode but that that also happened to G1 Grimlock so mm-hmm. like I think he almost the entirety
0: like, of season three in dinosaur mode. Yeah. yeah I guess the thing is if you could be a robot dinosaur, why would you ever be anything else?
1: Yeah well I mean opposable thumbs might be nice but he seems to make do.
2: That is entirely the problem with him. He should have a dyno mode and a vehicle mode. Is the thing.
1: Mm. Hmm. Like a proper robots in disguise character. Because C- then he would be like
2: stuck behind as a gag in most damn episodes.
1: <laughs> but then we get that gag. Anyway, I just wanted to call that out because I have definitely been noticing that. Yeah. Yes.
2: But I, I like Grimlock. I wish he was more involved in more episodes, <laughs> and he gets sidelined because he's a slow dinosaur most of the time.
1: And he doesn't hide well.
0: But also of course, we, when he's not the focus, he has to have like the tough guy beat him because uh, he you know it's, a, it's the it's the whole wharf thing. Yes. Yeah. So, well, unfortunately, as they are doing so, the uh, the alarm sounds, and uh, once again, the Decepticons are up to no good. This time, are at a nuclear power plant.
2: <sighs> Yay! Nuclear power yeah. plant again! Another set we've been to before.
1: At least this nuclear power plant is uh, believably out in the middle of nowhere. But yes. still, it's got materials that can be removed and taken to more dangerous locations. Mm.
0: And it is not automated, as at one point, Sideswipe hits the alarm, causing the staff to flee and not witness this big robot fight.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes. Cause when was the last time we they went to a facility that wasn't automated?
0: It's been a while. A, I don't okay. think
2: it's happened this season, really.
0: Oh, or waiting we, season. was it this season they went to, like, an Arctic facility, and it wasn't uh, automated, but everybody was, like, stuck in a bunker, so you heard their voices?
2: Yeah. Which does and doesn't count. We didn't see Meanwhile, people that episode, but we heard them.
0: Yeah, I assume just, like, the thing was going on in there, yeah. and we just didn't notice <laughs> it.
1: They were busy. They had bigger
2: problems. That was at least an episode where there was a good excuse why we didn't see people, but we knew they were there. Yes. Almost every, no other episode this season has done that.
0: This that season robot didn't life. want to be a wolf, it wanted to be us. <laughs>
1: Wait a second, someone is having, one of the adults is having strong opinions about me being in the kitten room without him, so I'm gonna gonna see if he wants to come in. Carry on, then. I'll be right back. Yes.
0: So we, we uh, so at this point Grimlock then falls into a hole, and we get kind of the least perilous, uh... Yeah, it, it was... Peril cold open.
2: It did It did feel kind of like a rescue bot's opening. And it's like, yes. oh, no, he fell in a hole, but it's, it's Grimlock falling in not that big of a hole, but still big I, for... Look,
1: Russell told Grimlock that he's good at hide-and-seek, and he's just, like, hiding behind trees that are clearly not hiding him.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: So that's pretty adorable.
2: So they find a big tunnel that the... Predacons, well, Decepticons have been digging. Not Predacons, although they, well, most of them. I mean, are, they're, they're they are
0: predacons. all beasts. Yeah, but they they are the pack, of course, because that is the bad. Those are the bad guys we're dealing with at the moment.
2: Yes, yes. but they're digging a hole, despite the fact none of them are moles. They have a porcupine and a crab digging a hole.
1: The intro I mean, reminds us again that this is nominally still Combiner Force, but mm. no Combiner forcing is occurring.
0: Nope. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, crabs like dig in the sand.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, okay, the crab is sort of...
0: And there, and I but... think, uh, I think porcupines like dig burrows. Do they?
2: I don't know. Probably. I that for... sounds like a thing they seem do. like,
0: that seems like a thing that, I mean, as opposed to deer, which do not really dig. It, no.
2: it just, it doesn't seem like a good idea for an animal that can't easily back up. Like in a tunnel.
0: Hmm. Well, I guess it depends how big you dig them. I'm digging pretty goddamn big.
2: Anyway, uh, Clampdown has a big rock, and he throws it at Batman. Uh, I mean, the Autobots.
1: <laughs> it was a big rock. That's such a good bit. Uh, it's it's oh, That such becomes a even good meaner
0: th- when you realize that's Batman pretending to be Killer Croc.
1: I yes! know. <laughs> it's such a good gag. But everyone is convinced.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. It's a big rock.
2: Anyway, where were we?
0: So Clampdown pretty quickly gets cornered, and yep. he is under arrest.
1: <gasps> yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm, there's I'm the surprised thing where... the
1: handcuffs fit on his wrist. I like that. Quillfire cool Fire shouts something about oppression and and uh, clampdown says, "Run away from oppression!"
0: A <laughs> cab, clampdown All
2: <laughs> uh, crabs are bastards.
0: <laughs> well, that's certainly what Thunderhoof thinks, as we'll find out later. Yes, oh, yeah. but. Uh, but yeah, in the, in this episode strong arm and clampdown are the defiant ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, they're trapped in a strap match. I don't remember the the handcuff thingies having that long of an extending Energon cable before? Like it's No, but it,
0: it it does for plot purposes. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: I'm just happy to have more clampdown.
0: Yes. I mean, it, it makes sense that you would have, you know, variable size handcuffs when you're dealing with like, you know perp you know a bunch of perps who are like weird animal robots
1: yeah yeah got to be flexible
0: you know maybe guys going to have like big uh you know like you know you could be dealing with everything from tiny T-Rex forearms to like big praying mantis arms
1: yeah you just don't so,
2: know as their interrogating but not really interrogating they ask him a question and crab shack here just snitches on everyone else (laughs) as if he's gotten a deal and bumblebee did not agree to that it's like no you just explained your whole plan yeah clampdown
1: comes up and is like okay i'll i'll make you a deal and b is like uh and then clampdown just spills everything and he's like so we're good right and bumblebee is like we didn't actually make a deal he just he just started talking.
2: Yeah, which just reminds me, like in the first episode with him, it, like it—he was in prison because he snitched in the first place.
1: That's why L- Thunderhoof L- hates him. That's why Thunderhoof yes. has always hated him. is because he's a snitch.
0: This is why you always invoke your Miranda rights, kids.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Although I guess for Transformers, they'd be uh, your Minerva rights.
1: There you go. Minerva
2: rights, Yeah,
0: Minerva. That works. <laughs>
2: Oh, and what's the thing like is it so, a strong arm that says it's something about like cooperative prisoners are not to be harmed? And I'm disturbed by the word cooperative in that sentence.
0: I mean I assume it's like if a guy is like is like, you know grabbed a you know, if a guy's got a shank and he's going after you I you can, like you know,
1: put you him can in a headlock or
0: punch him or whatever.
1: I feel like there's uh, a lot being laid out in this episode that perhaps needed to be discussed with all of them in season one.
2: Yeah, I I don't just... The word cooperative in that sentence sounds (laughs) really suspicious. Yes. Because it it sounds like... like, What is the definition of cooperative to a cop bot (laughs) Oh, no.
0: So, yeah, Grimlock, you know, he's, you know... Well, she with the prisoner, I guess we should punch him, but of course, we—that that is against the Kon conventions.
2: Mm-hmm. Which has come up in a previous episode, I think.
0: I, I vague, that sounds vaguely to my i little surprised. I guess, I don't know how this is time-wise, time, fra- time wise as to using the Tyrest... Uh,
1: Tyrest Accords.
0: Tyrest Accords. Yeah, this...
1: Uh,
2: I would say this is... It should have been around the... Come around, wait a
0: minute. I mean, this is clearly supposed to be, you know, the is- Geneva Conventions...
1: Yeah. Right. It's how you don't commit war crimes. I feel like you needed to talk to your people about war crimes a little sooner, Bumblebee. Yes. But better late than never.
0: I, I guess it doesn't come up a whole lot because usually you just beat the guy and then you put him in a big pot.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. The Tyrus of the Court had been around for a decade.
0: Oh, wow. Those comics were around longer than I thought. Yes. Er- uh-
2: Roughly, at least. Well, checking out, it's mentioned in Spotlight Ultra Magnus, which is from 2007.
1: Okay. So, so yeah. So, this is a little different. <laughs>
0: no, I really don't want to think about how old those are.
1: <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to just fall over and die, then, yeah. of old age. But
2: the the show wasn't quite borrowing that heavily from the comics yet.
0: That's true. There's always a lot of, a lot of lead time. Yeah. So, you know... So strong arms got to get clamped down to safety, and the others are chasing after Quillfire. Quillfire uh, makes his way back to the the rest of the pack, and is like, well, you know, listen, this, this this the whole the whole tunnel thing is blown. We got to go to Plan B, mm. and Plan B, you you remember the brownening? Oh
2: and no! And the brownening part two. <laughs> it, what? Wait, wait!
0: It is time for the chartreuseening.
2: <laughs> it it's like. Emergency
0: vehicle, yellow green—that bright color. They're like, ha- I guess they're hazmat vehicles. Yeah. Question mark.
1: Before we get to this point, there there are a couple notes that I need to touch on with clamp down.
0: Okay.
1: One, declaring that Thunderhoof's going to turn him into a seafood platter. <laughs> and yes. when it's pointed out that they don't have stasis pods because they don't have the scrapyard anymore, Grimlock offers to punch him into stasis. Uh, at which point we have the gently discouraging his team from committing war crimes
2: I mean I have a note about stasis rocks and
1: then we have oh I think that's something Grimlock The says. the uh much better redeco squad
2: yes I want these also the Quillfire
1: declares them to be auto despots <laughs> which I enjoy
0: yeah like 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 this uh this color I would, I would buy like a combiner in this color scheme
1: I would buy any of these
2: guys in this color scheme. It's well, it's basically kind of the movie Ratchet
0: color scheme. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of movie Ratchet. They'd probably call it I don't know, like Toxic Attack, probably something Thunderhoof or something. It's really good. It's nice and showy.
1: Did any of these get made? I'm guessing none of these got made. Uh, No, not the slightest. These these guys probably weren't even on sale at this point in their regular colors. so many to sell toys moments in this series that do not actually have corresponding toys it it's yeah. wild I know. it's like almost in humanoids level which had I, a lot of trying to sell toys that had been canceled it's especially
2: annoying well admittedly steel jaws wasn't the greatest toy his arms are weird but like it's a decent enough mold sell more make a better warrior version of it or was there warriors st- whatever the fuck deluxes were well, called at
0: that time yeah they were warriors we need
2: a new steel jaw, and this is an easy redeco. Although, in Japan, there was, like, a cop car-colored steel jaw, I think?
0: Yeah, that had a different name, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. It was, like, a different character. I guess he was a police dog? (laughs) I don't know.
1: Oh, that would be amazing. that makes
2: sense as a joke. Yeah.
0: It's like how they made K-9 out of Wolfang.
1: (laughs) Yes. But, yeah, these emergency Uh, vehicle modes are very... Very bright. Very nice looking.
0: However, I have to imagine that nobody in this convoy is particularly paying attention, as none of these look anything... No. ...like uh, the actual hazmat vehicles. I mean, well, got, no, because
2: the ones they pass and scan are like big semi-trailers like and stuff.
0: A, I mean, Quill, Quillfire, maybe. He's like an suv yeah. kind of thing, and...
2: When Steeljaw, jaw uh, maybe.
0: Ste- I mean, Steeljaw turns into the Wolfmobile. Yes. Yeah.
1: He's a sports car.
0: And then... Thunderhoof is a tractor <laughs> well and he conveniently
2: drives off the side of the road is not involved in that part
1: maybe that's and then whatever the f- maybe that's the trick is that if they're the right colors they assume no one will look close at what shape the colors are in but underbite is not an earth vehicle no no he is not. not but he sure is chartreuse now
0: yeah yep so they're, so they're heading towards the uh, the plant, the Autobots uh, catch up. And unfortunately, Bubbly needs backup, but Strongarm is still cuffed to this crab, who is very distraught and making some weird, like, Dr. Zoidberg yes, noises. But
1: Strongarm but, is still like, I'm backup.
0: He is extremely Jim Cummings he in is, this episode. He great.
1: Well,
0: he
2: usually is.
1: Scuttling.
0: Yeah. And of course, he says that he can't... Uh, the storm can't bring him into battle she has to protect him because the crayon connection says he got up <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> uh. he's not up on his history of war crimes oh who the hell I forget oh and of
0: course Thunderhoof is looking for him because of course Thunderhoof hates him as sees the guy who snitched him out and he's going to hit him so hard he's going to yes. walk straight
1: yes. I'll hit him so hard he'll be walking straight <laughs> That
2: got a good chuckle out of me because that has a double meaning. That's wonderful. I love,
1: I love his scuttle though.
2: <laughs> it's so good and slow. It's weird that he only has two legs, though. But
0: ah, so, of course, Thunderhoof blames Clampdown for snitching. So he is really after him. So, and there is a pretty cool fight that ensues. Hmm. At, at a certain point, he and uh, like Clampdown and. Uh, Stryer just get hucked into the distance by Thunderhoof.
2: Yeah, he just swings one of them; they go
0: flying. I never trusted you as far as I could throw you. Let's see how <laughs> if, far the, that is. Yes.
1: Really good lines and in they this just one. Get yeeted. It's almost yeah. like they went back to the first season and were like, "What are some even better lines that we could add to this conflict between these two characters?" Let's let's revisit <laughs> yeah. that just so we can <laughs> dig into that for some more good lines.
0: I've got like I've got a big book of 101 crab jokes.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, so three of them somehow managed to sneak into the nuclear facility, and then I question the safety uh, of this nuclear
1: power plant. Yeah, it's fine. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah,
0: they're they're just they're just popping these fuel rods out of their sleeves like they're slim jims.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, bright okay, green that, slim
2: jims. That's like the most believable part, almost. Although those are usually the cooling rods, not the thing. But it, well, anyway.
0: And uh, you know, the uh, so strong arm, of course, gets you know. Everybody is having a big fight. Uh, strong arm does uncouple herself from Clamton and it just hucks, chucks him into this oh. vault that this uh, nuclear plant has.
2: But he doesn't want to go in there because he has claustrophobia.
0: <laughs> yes. She's I so guess she... you could say that as a... Go ahead. I guess you could say he's claustrophobic.
1: <laughs> ah. We do get a really good A-O from from Thunderhoof, too. <laughs> but yeah, yes. she tells Clampdown that she'll be back for him before he can say boo. And he just says boo! Boo, 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 boo! Just, Okay. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, a, a, a big fight breaks. And this is a pretty cool fight. Um, I, I I really like how Quillfire just kind of gets stuck to the wall by his back quills. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he gets knocked into
2: the wall, and he's just stuck up a wall until Sideswipe kicks him, and death lights out for him.
1: Also, they're glowing, and, which, and is, it, which is nice.
0: And once again, Steeljaw grabs Strongarm here, and once again... Uh, makes with uh, unsettling threats of violence, saying that she's, he's he's going to make her some homemade air vents.
1: Yeah, and pops oh, yeah, well, his claws out. Steel jaw, so. Extends his claws.
2: Yeah, steel jaw threatening people makes sense.
0: I mean, he he's the guy who threatens people. Like you know, everybody else is like, oh, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him so hard, and then steel jaws. Oh, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, tear giant gouges yeah, in you with my claws. Or, or or remove your eyeballs. Yeah,
1: he's uh he's very serious with his threats. Hmm. And then we
2: have a weird escape rescue nonsense while there's a meltdown going on and no one finds one of the big red buttons to shut down the reactor. <laughs> like the convenient, Make, easy shut it- off part. Uh
0: which is apparently a thing in actual nuclear reactors for a yes. good reason. Yes.
2: yes, there are multiple levels of safety. <laughs> like, oh, how do we shut down the reactor? Hit the red button. Which red one? Any red button. Look, those a are big red button will shut it off anywhere in the facility. Those are There's a dozen of based
1: ones. on those are based on human things that are cultural cues that Cybertronians might not get.
2: <laughs> yes, they don't get big red button that says off means off.
0: Yeah, this whole thing's about to go China syndrome on us.
2: Yeah. Although it's kind of neat that, like, the the robots are just wandering around in the reactor and they don't give a shit about the radiation themselves. The
1: explosion, they might care about. That could be a problem.
2: And collateral damage. But it seems weird that, like, Sideswipe is the only one that's focused on, oh, we gotta stop this before it melts down. Everyone else is, let's drag the Decepticons outside. We're unconscious because we beat them up because they weren't our our cooperative prisoners yet.
1: (laughs) Sideswipe is ready to just leave all the Decepticons to die.
2: Yes. He's just trying to shut shit down. It's like, let's shut this down. Then we can evacuate,
1: okay? Strongarm goes and gets clamped down back out of the closet, and he lets her know that he said boo 300 times.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, because they said, yeah, we'll, we'll let you out before you can say boo. And as soon as they close the door, he just starts saying boo. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs>
1: Poor guy.
0: Listen, Sideswipe just says that, you know, in a perfect world, we'd save all these guys, but we also have to realize that the wages of sin are death. <laughs>
1: What you gonna do?
2: Yeah, this episode makes me think about war crimes too much.
0: But indeed, they get saved by Clampdown. He uses one of his claws to sort of prop open this very slowly closing. Because he has a big metal door,
2: big claw that will fit in there, and he's also trying to save himself. Well, yes, it's like thanks, Clampdown. I'm trying to save my own ass. Open the door, please. Anyway, so they they've captured most of the Decepticons.
0: Yes, we're, we 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 we've got four fifths of the pack. Four fifths We did what? Well, everybody but uh, Steeljaw escaped with the. Uh... Uh,
2: yeah, I know he escaped, but what? Oh, did they already capture one?
0: Wait. Well, they've got Clampdown, they've got Thunderhoof, they've got Quillbite, Quillfire, and they've got Underbite, four guys. Oh
2: right, yeah. Underbite. Underbite, underbite like almost disappears like halfway this
0: through episode. this episode. I forgot the No, there is a there's like a a, a big over or Underbite episode coming up in like a couple episodes. I mean,
1: he's huge oh. and he's chartreuse now, so he shouldn't be that yes. hard to see, but <laughs> but yes, he doesn't do a whole lot in the episode except being extremely bright. Somehow he's camouflaged. And Big yeah, And
0: Anyways. Clamp is all, hey, so, uh, you know, since I helped you guys out, uh, you let just let me go, right? And he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to the judge. He'll knock, like, one year off your million-year sentence. LOL. Aw,
1: <laughs> poor Clampdown. He just wanted to cooperate.
2: He's such a good snitch. But at least he has a nice relaxation cell now.
0: Yes, so, so, meanwhile, we get a bit of a stinger here. Steeljaw is uh, at one of these uh, portals again, this time without the heavily synthesized voice of Frank Welker. <gasps>
1: There's just a little guy.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, this is Stuntwing, who we previously saw uh, back in the season premiere.
1: <gasps> just a little yeah. guy.
0: He's, he's just a little guy. He's the birthday boy.
1: I guess it makes sense that Soundwave is utilizing a bunch of little guys to help him, because that is kind of a Soundwave thing. Yes. But a lot of little mute guys, which is a little odd. Maybe he tears out their voices. Oh, or maybe they just, you know, take a vow of silence as part of being his apprentices or whatever they are. Oh,
2: that's why he talks now. He ripped their voice boxes out to make a new one for himself.
1: <laughs> that's messed up. Oh, I like that. That's messed up.
0: And But uh no, 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 no. I, I would like to talk to your manager.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like uh eh, no, I don't talk to little guys.
0: So he heads back and that is it for that plot, which will come to a head in the next episode.
1: Yay. we're getting and there cu-
0: and cut back to the cove cut back to the cave and alas, the relaxation alcoves are now prison cells. I feel like I'm in the I'm watching the end of an episode of the Flash or something.
1: Everybody is having <laughs> yes. opinions on those chairs.
0: Except it doesn't matter that these uh, cells do not have toilets.
1: No, mm. it's fine.
0: Uh, what they do have are hand chairs. Yes. Yeah, but not for long. But
1: they're rare. Yeah, well, oh, poor Denny. One gets
0: sad on one gets eaten. Well, now they're even more rare. Yeah. I
1: feel so bad for Denny. I bet he got a real good deal on these out of somebody's barn. Mm.
0: Well, although, you know, plant that says. Nicest cell I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and that is the episode. This is like is a kind of weird one where that we are talking about, uh, you know, essentially the Geneva Conventions on this kid's show.
1: Yeah, but also yeah. I feel like maybe they should have discussed this earlier, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Hmm. It, it's a decent, fun episode. It's. It, the pack again—they're always fun. Lots of clampdown. Yeah, in. I
1: enjoyed it. It was a lot yeah. of clamp down, and it was a lot of thunder <laughs> hating clamp down. It was
2: really neat to see see the Decepticons use the color changing gimmick thing.
1: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, that's think the first any time we've seen do them
1: before. And they certainly yeah. did better than turning themselves all brown. So yes, good job, good job. Much better than
0: the brownening. <laughs>
1: yes. Mm-hmm. Headed down to Browntown.
2: And and it fits more with robots in disguise theme as opposed to, oh, we're just camo colored of snow or desert. It's like, no, we blend in with specific vehicles. Yeah. Sort of. As a tractor. <laughs> it's a neon John Deere.
0: Uh, yeah, so that d- does it for us for this week. Uh, and that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, this week on 1, 2, 3, 4, five.
2: 5, man Gaku's Secret. Gaku being the Red Ranger's name. Ah. Okay. There's a farm, some kids, the Red Ranger is wandering around on, as he describes it, a plateau, which kind of just looks like a green hill. Sure. Near this farm... Some lady comes out to meet him. Oh, you're here again, looking for stuff because this kind of looks like a place that's in photos that where your parents met before they were married, and and you like to hang out here and relax. And that's a running theme in the background that that I'm thinking about his parents and coming out here every once in a while. Anyway, uh, half cobra, half cat monster, something. Uh-huh is attacking the other four rangers with Chevy leading it and, and he be- the monster beats up the four rangers but then he leaves before killing them. It's like, okay weird. Cut back to the bad guy's base, Gorilla the previous leader is now a waiter he's been upgraded from toilet cleaner to waiter. That's an improvement and he's bad at his job <laughs> Red wants to okay, he was going there like, uh
1: he was having a secret.
2: The plot of, yes, the plot of this episode is a secret. He's going to this plateau field with flowers all the time to think about his parents. And he can't tell the other rangers about this, that he's there thinking about the parents, because he doesn't want to burden them with thoughts of their parents, because he's the eldest So he knew their parents the most, had the most time with them before planet explode and and they lost their parents. But he's not explaining this to them. Like, I'm not telling you what I've been doing on this plateau, hanging out, thinking about our parents. Because I don't want to tell you about our parents and the time I spend with them. Because it would make you feel sad because you didn't have as much time. Like the two twins... Were babies when they lost their parents, and it's it's such a dumb thing, so this is he... all
1: about not communicating properly,
2: yes, <laughs> and then the other Rangers don't trust him because he's not explaining shit uh it's that basic like toku and anime trope of not explaining something simple, <laughs> so there's a massive misunderstanding great, and that's the whole episode. <sighs> because he, he goes out and it's him against Chevy and the Monster of the Week on his own and the other rangers are like no, we're not going to help our brother because he didn't explain shit. I was shit. going
1: to say are, are there at least robot fights or just misunderstandings? There's a robot fight at the
2: end. It, it's it's misunderstanding for most of the episode until the lady he was talking to on the plateau from the farm shows up to talk to the other rangers to explain the shit that the Red
1: Ranger wasn't and they're like oh okay <laughs> if only he had told us about this 20 minutes ago yes
2: yes. and then they just meet at the end of the episode after Red's not cowgirl girl oh, cowgirl friend cowgirl girlfriend whatever girl lady he knows explains shit to them and they're just like they fight the monster uh, the 30th giant stay puff mo- monster comes out and they battle giant monster and it's okay. And and a thing that was repeated a couple times throughout the episode is the firstborn child is still a child.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean,
2: I mean, yeah, but even if you've grown up as an adult, I I think there's a sentiment behind that, but I kinda didn't get it because this is about simple misunderstanding that could be very easily explained. Uh, it's, it's like the trope I hate most in anime sometimes it's done well that oh this thing has to be kept a secret but this is a case of why the fuck wouldn't you explain anything <laughs> about this it's like yeah I was hanging out on a plateau where I think maybe our parents met before they were married it may not even be the right place it just kind of looks like three photographs I have of them uh, so that's it 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 was uh, I, I just hate that trope wasn't a bad well no <laughs> the the fights were okay. Otherwise, it was a bad episode. Yes. Okay. Because it I, I it's just... You know, all that
1: matters is the robot fights.
2: Yeah, the robot fights.
1: It's the important thing.
2: But it, it, it's also like... It's a case of where... Sometimes I feel sorry for the monster of the week because they get shafted into... I only appear in a couple fights. I have nothing meaningful to contribute to this episode. And I'm not even thematically appropriate with the main story of the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just a half cobra half leopard monster. What
1: do you want from me? I'm just a half cobra, half leopard monster.
2: (laughs) Yes. Uh. That's
0: it. Alright, so that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Robots in Disguise. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter slash, or X, but we're still calling it Twitter. Uh, (laughs) We are on Facebook Uh, We are on Mastodon, and we have a Patreon.
2: Yes. And some of us are on Blue Sky, although we don't use it much. I'm using it about as much as I
1: use Twitter these days, which is not a lot. I'm not using any of them except Mastodon. I'm enjoying my Mastodon.
2: Yep. Mastodon is good. We're going to watch another movie tonight. We are hosted
1: on IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at Patreon.com slash Underground. Uh, for the month of September, uh, we are letting Rob have the birthday choice this year. Uh, <laughs> and Rob, tell us about what we are watching.
0: We are going back to the dark era of the aughts.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no.
0: The Spider-Man movies are huge.
1: So many low-waisted jeans
0: mainframe has just finished animating beast machines and computer animation is not ready to do humans yet
1: no not really but
0: we're doing it anyway for spider-man the new animated series
2: oh yeah the 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 spider-man show i completely skipped over was it on mtv or something
0: it was on mtv okay that's
2: that's like half the reason like I saw a commercial for it. It's like, oh, that's CG. Oh, that doesn't look great. Oh, it's on MTV. Oh, so care.
0: stay tuned after uh, after watching Limp Biscuit on Total Request Live, <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and catch Spider Man.
1: Spider Man. It has Neil Patrick Harris.
0: It uh, the yeah. the voice cast on this will blow your minds, especially if you were alive in two thousand three, which gods <laughs> of our listeners were probably not.
2: Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Oh God! Oh yeah! Oh, oh no! That oh, isn't even no. that old. Oh,
0: this no, was 20 that's... years ago. Everybody, St- yep. buckle up!
2: Happy anniversary!
0: It, it's Anna-
1: definitely. I had to. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. But there are so many Spider-Man shows that I had to like choose four different ones before I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the one."
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I searched Spider-Man on there, and I think it was like the fourth or fifth in the list. Is it unlimited? Is it? The- I picked it on the first try because it's like, okay, I think it's the ugliest looking Spider-Man. Yes. I'll click that one, and it was. <laughs> also, I didn't know like, I have an adjective. Yeah, it no,
0: it's like just it. Spider-Man, which is confusing because I think that's also it's
1: how list Spider-Man.
0: Like, the 1981 series is advertised, and also the 90s animated series, and I think the first Tobey Maguire movie, which may be on Disney Plus in the US. I
1: think so, yeah. I think it is now. I think they may have complete Spider-Man streaming, but I would have to oh. check.
0: I Still not that 60s series, though. I want that 60s series on there.
1: But the, yeah. the most important thing is that we are specifically watching an episode featuring pod favorite, Jeffrey Combs.
0: (laughs) Yes. Jeffrey Combs, who is injecting people with green glowing stuff in this episode.
1: Yes. Yes. Very slowly, we will
2: cover every Jeffrey Combs guest spot on TV. I was was going... (laughs) It's a long game. I was
1: thinking something about how it was an awful lot of reanimator references for a kid's show, and then someone said, ass, (laughs) and I was like, oh, this was not a kid's show. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: Right, anyway, and, it,
1: it was fun. And, of course and next we'll be week, talking about
0: yeah, it. And of course, next week we'll be doing more robots in disguise. I will be inflicting some collateral damage. Oh. <laughs> now you are collateral damage. Uh, I, I want to
1: go Columbus and see the Arnold statue.
0: It is not the 2002 Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Collateral Damage. But instead, an episode which features a uh, someone whose return on this show has been a long time coming. Ooh, exciting. Yes. Ah. So until then, I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm David okay all right let me make sure oh, my God squiggles are is. squiggling from the right source yes they seem to be i can't tell because oh, there's a kitten ass between me and my screen okay i can see the squiggles yeah, now yeah, and they are yeah. squiggling
2: why are my spikes so tiny wait a minute is, is mine from the right source Uh oh that's from the bluetooth it's just the spikes are really stuck what- well, I guess they're fine. I See, all the, like, seamless in
1: Apple interconnectivity stuff is all well and good until your podcast starts trying to record from your iPhone that's across <laughs> the room.
0: Yeah. Or your fridge.
1: Yeah. They don't have an Apple fridge yet, but give them time. All right. All right. I am satisfied with my sound I guess my I'm squiggles
2: are here. good enough. No, normally okay, they're way yes, too big, my but squiggles are, bare,
0: so my are about as small as yeah, they, they usually they're are. they're really so. small. And
2: that might, I, I don't... It's not like I've updated, but...
0: It's contagious. My old
2: computer has been doing weird things like streaming lately. Hasn't been working, I don't know why. Butter. Like, the, the, the mm, normal I thing the I use to play, uh, like, AVIs and other files and things has been crapping out like the last few days like it'll go for like maybe a minute and then just stop that's unfortunate and i do not get it anyway okay podcast yes yeah.